To all citizens of the Inner Sphere, do I, Alexander Kerensky, send greetings. Know that I have taken the remnant of the Star League Defense Force, which has remained true to its purpose, beyond the boundaries of the Inner Sphere, beyond the periphery. I have done this, neither out of disappointment with those whom we leave behind, nor out of spite or disdain, as some will say. No. We have left the Inner Sphere because we love it too much to see it destroyed. In the wake of the Usurper's coup and the long, bitter fighting that came with it, I fear that my forces would do incalculable, possibly irreparable harm to our society. We are sworn to ward the Star League and its subjects, not destroy it. Thus, we have left the only homes we have ever known to place the destructive capability of this armada beyond the reach of those who would use it, not for defense, but for conquest. Perhaps, with the might of our mechs and ships out of reach, the leaders who now grapple with one another will relinquish their dreams of subjugating their neighbors and learn to live in peace with them. Perhaps, one day, should mankind step back from the brink of the abyss, we, our children, or our children's children will return to once more serve and protect and guide the Star League in mankind's quest for the stars. Farewell. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Podcast 113. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. Today is June 4th, 2014, and I'm joined by Darren. Hey, everyone. And today's co-host, Brandon. Oh, hi. And Tyler. Hello. All right, uh, kicking it off. Anyways, uh, we've got uh, another guest today. He is back, Russ Bullock, and he is the president at Piranha Games. If you're not familiar, what's going on, Russ? How are you? Um, It's going really well. Glad to be here today. Thanks. And of course, everyone, shout-outs to you guys in the live audience. We've got quite a bit of a crowd here. Anyways, let's go ahead and uh, dive into a few things, uh, what's been going on. You guys are getting ready for, uh, let's see, I don't know, clans, community warfare. And one of those uh, topics, let's go ahead and discuss, and I think you actually just posted earlier about this. You guys came out with some clan logo artwork, and there's been sort of mixed reaction. Me personally, I'm sort of torn because I love the old style. And I can see moving and changing things, right? Reinventing the wheel, if you will. Are you guys not happy with the response you got or the artwork itself for the logos? Well, um, yeah, I guess not satisfied with the the response we got, for sure. Um, Certainly, if we were, we wouldn't be, uh, I guess, reacting in any way. But um, I guess the clan logos caught us off guard just a little bit. Um, Art is one of those things that are, you know, it's so... uh, opinion based and it's in the eye of the beholder and whatnot and uh sometimes when it comes to artwork that kind of falls into the sort of specific domain of of kind of a few individuals and in this case really just in the realm of dennis who our art director from echo online which you know normally i don't think anyone uh ever raises a concern about the work he does um you know Basically, without a whisper, he did all the other logos and, you know, countless other aspects of Mech Online art, which has been, always been so well received. Uh, in this case, um, this arc was, artwork was done, and, you know, no one really saw it, really, besides Dennis, in a way. And then, basically, he's off on vacation now, and this was kind of, like, the worst timing. But um, we just kind of put him up and expected 
nothing but you know good things like we always get with 99% of the artwork we put up. And um, when I first saw them myself, I thought, oh, okay, that's it's a little different, a little bit, a um, little more of a change than maybe I was anticipating. And so I saw them just before it went live, and I kind of thought to myself, okay, we're going to get a reaction of those. And you know, so I did uh, see that coming, and we did, and it, it's been really mixed as you said i mean i've certainly got enough people that said and don't you dare change it you know we have to move forward you know we're not it's not the 80s and 90s anymore um and then there's plenty of others that say you know that's one of those things that you just don't change that much it's you know it is what it is it's like changing the u.s flag now or the canadian flag or something right so i understand both sides and i'm like i said in my policy i'm not even that interested in debating with people as to what you know if we should update graphics or if they should or shouldn't like them that's okay. That's fine. I don't need to debate that with them. I just want to try and give the players what they want. And um, we're going to put together some logos that's uh, much more in line with the old ones. I guess the way I described it in the post was if the ones we released right now were considered more heavy um, in the way that we changed them and the, the Inner Sphere ones previously were kind of more you know, mild re-envisioning um, than kind of a mild refresh we're going to give the clan logos also sort of the mild refresh treatment so it'll be you know kind of like we just basically what we do with the intersphere logos i mean you can tell it's the original pattern slightly changed slightly updated and we'll give players a choice but i just can't mix and match and let you choose and all that so it's really going to have to come down to to like the new set you know the total heavy re-envisioning or do you want this mild refresh set you know take a vote and choose and I'm expecting people are going to choose the mild refresh set stick with what they know uh, and that's fine but I can tell you as we've gone through this exercise of creating the mild refresh ones I've been seeing them as they've been made and I thought okay yeah there you go that's a mild refresh but then I found myself kind of thinking you know geez now that I think about it I really do kind of like the new ones better I mean I don't know but it's not up to me I'm going to let the guys vote and you know the players vote and choose and see what they want so that's, that's where we're at with that. Um, hopefully we'll get them something to vote on uh, this week is my goal. So tomorrow, Friday, hopefully at the latest. I was going to say, obviously, I played Clan Wolf, Clan Wolf in Exile for years. So for me, I think the biggest difference is the new ones are so different in regards to the style and theme. And then also when you shrink them down to like the avatars in game, they're so just there's so much going on that you can't really tell what is going on. And that's where, like, the mild refresh of the, you know, Davion and, and Fed Sun Steiner, it's really nice because it works from the big versions all the way down to the bottom. And I think it still holds true to, you know, the old design. And me personally, I, I like the old designs. Um, I think they're simple. They sort of go back to the clan, sort of, um, if it works, don't, you know, mess with it sort of thing. They're all about just, uh, what what is the term? I'm, I used it earlier. They're, they're all about just, uh, if functionality and it's simple they're not gaudy they're nothing crazy and i think the new ones uh i think it just caught a lot of people off guard because we're so used to the old ones that you know it was like okay um that was extreme to the you know left and uh anyways i'm looking forward to the re reversions i want the you know i want to see the reversions even though i'm playing a merc and i'm going to be you know doing that scene i still would like to see some uh there's that shock value when you see something new, especially if it's something that goes back 20 years for you or whatever. Um, and maybe people would warm up to them. Uh, I guess we'll just see what people prefer as uh, Russ puts it to the vote. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's been interesting to go through this process because I had the initial reaction you guys did. And then in going back and kind of creating the mild refreshes, I kind of kind of see the point that people are making. You know, the, the, the Jade Falcon original one kind of looks like a pigeon <laughs> compared to the new one really does look more like a bird of prey i guess um the old uh, jaguar one too kind of looks like a great potato kind of coming at you so um i'm just kind of throwing shots out here and you know stirring up trouble but uh, you know like i said in the end i don't care you guys can vote and we can go classic and that'll be great so let me ask is uh is alex doing these uh insignias logos Nope, Alex, he concepts mechs, and so he's not doing them, but I don't think anyone should be worried about that. Um, the original artwork is pretty basic, it's pretty simple. I mean, 
like people pointed out in the forums, this is not a difficult process. Um, you know, it's it take matter of moments to create the older style ones in the same vein that we created the Intersphere ones. So, uh, no, I don't think there'd be much benefit in getting a Battletech lover, like everyone says, you know, involved in the logos. Um, I'm not, what I'm not able to do is get into like a whole nonstop feedback process of like, hey, we'll take the new Clan Bear one, but just do this, that, and the other, and, you know, create a kind of a mixture of a brand new one inspired by the old one thing. I mean, it's just going to have to, it's going to have, they, what they want, the same treatment we gave Intersphere, which is take the original logo, give it a mild refresh, boom. So that's what we're going to do. Let people choose. They want the mild refresh or the, the whole you know heavy-handed approach. I'm 90% sure everyone's going to vote for the mild refresh, and that'll be just fine. Awesome. I think that's uh, <laughs> I think we've covered that one. And I think that's what a lot of people wanted to hear was, hey, let us, uh, let us vote. And uh, hey, if they vote for the other one, so be it. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, matchmaker update. Uh, last time uh, we were asking about this, uh, you guys did the launch module. Private matchmaking has worked flawlessly for the most part. There's a few things, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, made hints towards like mech lab options, stuff like that. But threes and one pre-made t- uh, per team did not work out. You guys implemented that multiple times over the past three patches. Uh, can you give us an update on that as far as matchmaker? Yeah, I mean, I owe the community kind of the official update, I guess, within a week or so, because I said within two weeks of the vlog going out, um, every day gets more information, but it's really good news overall. Um, Carl Berg is working on it, trusted engineer here at Prana Games, and it's going really well. In fact, we're testing it today, the new rewrite. It's already internally kicking off games of threes very effectively. you know, perfectly so. Nothing like the other matchmaker at all. Already, it's like way better than the other one. So, it's there. We're kicking off matches of threes. Um, now we're working on the stretch goals of getting the tonnage matching in. Um, we're also working on some stretch goals of getting some kind of clan matching in because, you know, everyone needs to keep in mind that we are going to have to coexist with this sort of you know mishmash of max clan and inner sphere for a little longer, right? Until we get to. Oh, I'm getting some echo there now. Uh, there no, go. you're fine. That was someone else. Yeah. Um, until we get to community warfare. So, you know, the, and with that in mind, when we're running our matchmaker, not only do we want the matchmaker to kick off threes and you know, try to match tonnage, but, you know, as, as, as hard as we're going to work at making sure the clans are balanced to coexist in this, you know, uh, environment, uh, we want to try and match up the clans as best we can. So... You know, if we can put a similar tonnage clan mech per side, we'll, we'll, we'll first look for that option. Um, so those are some of the stretch goals. And there's also some some other kind of much bigger stretch goals that um, I'll just tease you a little bit and say they're things that have people have been asking about quite extensively for a while now that we are in plans to do. We have a design we like and we're testing it and... Um, we're feeling pretty confident about it, but I'm going to hold off to make sure before I announce that part. Uh, but it is going to be great, and it's not as far off into the future as maybe I originally thought. I can't commit to a date right now, but it's not going to be June 17th. That patch is already in test, but it's, it's not outside the question. It would be the one after that. So I'll just that was, throw that. That was the most mildly. Yeah. Vegas tease ever, Russ. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I went too far. Now I'm like, <laughs> no, we have much. we have no idea. Are you talking Max? Are you talking? Uh, no. Um, yeah, matchmaker. Go. You know. So no, you're fine. Um, so so let's it, focus on the stuff we can talk about, though, and that is like what you guys want to hear. Four by threes, you know, with some tonnage matching and stuff like that going on. It's looking great, and really happy with the queue window. That's you know, you see that the sizes of the queues are quite even now. You know, you see you know lights, mediums, heavies, assaults. Um, it kind of fluctuates, but that's working out really well. And again, when four, when the threes are turned back on, that queue window is going to be much more important at that point to really take it seriously. Um, but it's looking really good, everybody. So that's the great news. I mean, threes is not that far off now. So we are we are definitely within eyesight here. Um, not beyond, not much far, not very far beyond 
the June 17th clan launch. So I hope, fingers crossed, the patch just after. But you know, don't hang me on that one. But it it has a, it has a reasonable chance at that one. I'll, I'll throw that out. So that's pretty good. Now with the matchmaker, you mentioned threes. Um, your original plan was to do one pre-made per team. Um, has that fallen off the you know the development path there? No, it hasn't. I think uh, the default, uh, you know, guaranteed kind of go-to aspect is, you know, maybe we give up on that aspect, but that's related to the stretch goals that I mentioned. That's you know super obscure and top secret. As long as that stretch goal works out, then the one pre-made per side is going to be fine. It's gonna it's gonna mean we can do one pre-made per side. And that pre-made will be either, you know, in, in groups of two, three, or four uh, on each side, nice and even and great. So there's a little bit of a twist there on that question that I can't quite answer fully right now. But I guess the quick answer would be like, no, that is not, um, it's not falling off. I, to us, though, it for kind of out the door, the most important thing is is having three, 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 three on each side with as much tonnage matching and stuff like that going on as possible. If we can get that then we, I think that's our best chance at making the match um, even. Uh, the one pre-made per side is going to work itself out. Um, they'll definitely, hopefully in, at the same time, release at the same time um, as the rest of it um, with a few other twists on the, on the grouping. All right, moving on. Um, what you, we have termed the Buckton SRM fix. I actually, start, we started talking about that. Uh, probably about a, over a month ago. Now is reference to Brian Buckton found something in the code, and it was actually, anyways, uh, SRMs. Um, when we're talking about this hit detection, and we're going to be talking about SRMs and the changes that were made to weapon balance later, but the hit detection and reliability of SRMs has been in flux or non-existent for a long time. When is this supposed big fix coming? Um, you know, to well, the game. First off, I love the name, the Buckton fix credit to brian buckton for noticing something and, and pointing it out and lately nema's been working uh, looking into that issue in fact he finished looking into that issue more than a week ago and we do have the fix right now it's done and uh in fact it's already gone through tests internally it's, uh, it's approved that it works and it's in right now it is in test right now for the june 17th patch um, it's been approved to that it works. Um, the only thing, you know, of question is like, well, did it create any knock-ons? So it's going through the test process now along with everything else with a, a really big June 17th patch, but it looks like it's good to go. And it's definitely a very noticeable and significant improvement. So I'd like to define what it is to players a little more. It's not that it improved hit detection. This particular bug was that hits that were hitting you know like hit detection said yeah you hit him in the face with an srm6 but then it would go into some interesting explosion damage code and in the end result was it would just ignore the damage so it's not that it's improving hit detection now like the whole state rewind and stuff was doing its job in this case and saying yeah you hit it but um it was kind of a relation of the fact that whole state rewind with the way the SRM worked, it ended up ignoring some damage it shouldn't have. So it doesn't matter to the players. Obviously, they don't care. All they want to know is, is it going to be better? Yes, it's going to be better, uh, significantly better. It'll definitely be noticeable. There's no doubt about that. So there's there's all those moments where you, you, you would see him take that, you know, full load in the face. Um, that's going to come back at me. Um, and, you know, then the thing doesn't flash. No damage happens. So that's going to go away. So they, it, no doubt it'll be an improvement. Uh, I think that the tightening of the cones and the 2.15 damage we did probably still stands because um, SRMs are still, as a dumbfire weapon, the way they swerve around the air, are probably still just by nature testing the limits of HSR more than other weapons. So I think I don't think we necessarily have to back out those other, back out those other changes though either. I think they probably stand, and that in conjunction with this fix, um, there's no doubt they're going to be more viable for sure. Awesome, and we'll be talking about the SRMs. Uh down below but we've got a few other topics that we want to discuss with you one being 
the clan invasion is coming. You guys recently did the rollback of to 3049. Um, a lot of people were expecting that. I think you've dropped a few hints that, you know, that was possibly going on, both official notification from your Twitter and then on, um, on command share posts. Coming June 17th, uh, obviously those that pre-ordered the clan packs will get, you know, said uh, clan max and be able to play with them and then they'll be dispersed out. There are a few things that a lot of people don't know, and one of those being that uh, you've sort of got an announcement here. Clan mechs are getting a whole new HUD separate from the IS version. Is this correct? Yeah, it is. That's um, credit to Sharla and, and Buckton here on this side. Really went for it. You know, it wasn't something we were going to do, not even just a couple of weeks ago for time, but uh, they went to work on it. And just to set expectation, just not different, different, meaning... We didn't have time to reprogram everything, but it was a matter of basically asset swapping. And, and so it just looks different. Essentially, everything's generally in the same place and the same functionality, but um, a lot of times it's a different color, tone changes, slight different kind of looks to everything with a, a much cooler sort of uh, blue overtone. I think it looks good. It, the bottom line is it definitely just differentiates it from the Intersphere mech, so you can quickly tell when you're popping around in spectate mode that you know, you're jumping from Intersphere to Clan, so it, I think it has a great effect. Okay, awesome. And the next thing is... Do you have to say initiating enhanced imaging before <laughs> everybody starts? <laughs> you know, what, what happens? Hold on. You have Bitch and Betty for IS. What does the Clans oh. have? You know? It, you can't use Bitch and Betty for the Clans. That would just be... <laughs> oh. Uh -oh. yeah, I'm, I'm just guessing yeah. he probably uses Bitch and Betty. Oh, I'm just saying. Bitch and Wilma. Bitching Buckton. I love it. There. <laughs> you should have like a, I don't know, maybe like a like a smoke jag, you know, I don't know, like yelling at you the entire time, calling you a free birth for missing shots or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, I just toss in that Rowdy out there. rally. Right. It'd be uh, hilarious. But okay, so... Uh, new HUD for Climax, awesome. Um, I'm assuming, well, actually, I'll let everyone know you'll probably see the shots in, in a vlog coming up. Um, but also, there's a lot of things that uh, we're going to be demonstrating in the next vlog, weapons and showing, showcasing as, as we get closer. Not everything, teasing you guys shortly, but there's going to be new sounds for Clan weapons. Um, do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I guess there's not much to say there. I think people would probably have expected that. Um, it's just one of those things. Just letting everybody know, so it's a little different. You know, for the for the weapons that are unique. Um, actually, I'm not even positive. It's like if it's everything they fire. If it's the, I guess it really would be because everything's named clan or something. So, yes, I don't have anything much else to say about that. But definitely expect some new audio. So that's cool. I think that rounds out the immersion effect. You know, with the new HUD, new sounds. The, obviously, the the mechs themselves are a little bit different. So I think it definitely has a very unique sound feeling and look to it which uh, is great. And then the last thing, this has been a topic and a question for a lot of people. Um, is June 17th the cutoff date for the clan packs? Yeah, a lot of people are asking that. I'm not going to be able to answer that for you tonight. I know the answer right now, but um, marketing is working on a post they're going to put up on the website next week that will kind of explain that whole thing um, more thoroughly than I probably can. So I guess I'm just here to basically say, if you have that question, it will be answered. Our plan was to answer at least one full week prior to um, the June 17th so that you can make uh, your decisions on what you want to do. All right. So moving on, let's go ahead and talk about something we uh, wrapped up last week, Russ. I know you guys were actually uh, really excited about this. Um, the MWO First Engagement Tournament, the beta tournament, as uh, it was coined. Um, you were actually watching a lot of the matches. I know I was talking to you on Skype and uh, you kicked everyone out of the conference room and set up there. What was your what what's your feedback on this tournament sitting on the outside looking, you know, in? Well, I mean, first off, I, I think all credit really goes to the community, including No Gus No Galaxy, along with the other named helpers that you guys had. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to spit off their names properly to give them full credit. You guys can do that for right now. Go. Raffle Waffle, Serial Thrax, The Magician, Deadfire, Catrakel, Lenny, aka Rodian. Farp and Noodle. Um, Farp and Noodle for the awesome UI. Darren. Phil. Uh, not Phil. Not Phil. Uh, right. Carl. Ooh, yeah. Nico, too, by the way, on here on the weekends. Shout out to Nico for helping. And almost 1,000 people on the first day of streaming, and we always had, you know, 600-ish or something. So the, 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 the people that were spectating, viewing. So there you have it. Uh, those guys did great. And uh, 
I mean, you guys, I mean, all those names mentioned really made the tournament go. So huge credit to everybody. Uh, you mentioned Farp and Noodle the, for the UI thing. I think that was absolutely amazing. You know, thank you for that. I think that's so cool. Um, keep up the good work. And I think from our side, as far as what we can do to help improve it the most is uh, all the feedback on the Spectate tool. So obviously the Spectate tool was put together very quickly. A lot of credit there to Mr. Buckton. There's that name again. Um, and sometimes even taking his uh, some of his own time to put together something like that. And we've got a great feedback document from uh, you know all the people involved that were running the, the tournament and you know having to do all the spectating and commentating. There's lots of feedback. A lot of it's very obvious, like you know why can't you see the score and a number of things like that. So I'm hoping to get uh, Mr. Buckton sometime very soon as soon as this clan pass gets out the door to run through a lot of that feedback and try to make the spectate tool uh, you know significantly better for for next time whenever next time might be so yeah great job by all those people and we're going to try to improve that spectate tool quite a bit and then other than that moving forward i think we'd like to um we'd like to see some tournaments of course that aren't entirely you know, a single elimination, or maybe they're a single elimination, but not, you know, after more preliminary rounds or something. So obviously, uh, longer lead-ups, a little bigger. But a lot of thoughts like that circling around everyone's head. But uh, there you go. Yeah, I thought it was, a, you know, all in all for the first tournament. It was pretty great. So congratulations to uh, both House of Lords and um, Steel Jaguar guys. Awesome. Made it all the way to the end. And... Um, we got your your gear. All your prizes are getting gathered up right now, including a cool T-shirt for the two finalist teams. Uh, I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, thanks for putting this on, Russ. It's been great to see PGI putting out a tournament like this. We can't wait for the next one. I was going to say, too, shout-outs to everyone who did help. And, you know, I just want to say this officially. Um, they did get uh, clan packs for helping out, so that's uh, all the guys doing commentating and stuff putting in the time, literally hours of doing commentating, helping set up. And there was a lot of back-end work that a lot of people didn't see. So thank you again. Hopefully that showed how much we appreciate the help. And uh, now, you know, you've got Climax, so you're, you're able to rock out with them when they kick off on June 17th. Um, feedback, obviously, we're going to be doing, um, you know, from player feedback, I should say. We, we've, we've seen a lot. Um, the feature list that Russ was talking about, we sat down and we literally broke it up into three categories. And the, the primary category, the most important, is uh, visibility of gameplay. So, you know, using the spectator tool and camera, uh, you being able, the watcher and viewer, to be able to see what's going on quickly, you know, uh, easily, uh, stuff like, uh, you know, glow around mechs, uh, not having names block out and stuff like that. So anyways, we, we came down with all of that. Uh, visibility of gameplay was primary. Then ease of use and functionality were other two categories that were more focused around of um, the, the actual spectators uh, using some of the tools. Um, so it's going to be hopefully a lot like how you are in a mech HUD, um, you're able to press, you know, N for night vision and age and stuff like that for uh, heat and being able to pull up information without ever having to get into first person view in the spectate view uh, in their cockpit. So a lot of cool stuff we put on there and hopefully we'll be able to get some of that implemented, especially before another tournament's announced or anything like that. Yeah, we'd love to do one, um, like to keep up the momentum. So we haven't broached that subject yet internally, but I'd love to approach it pretty quickly here and um you know have another one might as well keep it going and you know just try to get it you know better every time keep that momentum rolling i was gonna say i'm just gonna you know preface this hearing from the community the more that's gonna be internal as far as pgi doing tournaments as far as community warfare maybe there's solaris arena maybe there's multiple different tournaments or even uh you know stuff like that the more that's going on in the game the more people are going to be engaged and i think the more uh tournaments going on the more opportunities for other people to be uh you know engaged in those tournaments that maybe didn't you know uh participate in previous ones as well so i'm really looking forward to it i mean uh tyler i've talked to you quite a bit about it and a lot of the guys as well the more we can get involved uh get more and more people involved with the com competitive scene getting them information and uh I think it's just better, and yeah, it's think, just really fun. I'll jump in there real quick and say that I think one thing we want to do, though, that's going to help that is it's going to be difficult for us, you know, at Piranha, um, 
you know, along with IGP to while well, we're working on all these features to try and probably, you know, provide as much tournament play as everyone really wants. I mean, we'll try our best, uh, but everything we do in an official standpoint kind of takes a, um, a certain amount of effort, I guess, you know, an official marketing material for the website, a number of things. We'll try to do as much as we possibly can. But one thing we'd like to do is start to be able to support the community more for their tournament. So if you guys, you know, want to start a league or start a, a particular tournament and try to come up with some set of criteria that we say, okay, we officially, you know, um, are uh, endorse this particular tournament and therefore we'll provide some, even some, uh, some rewards, you know, some prizes for, for the tournament winners. Um, another thing I'd like to do is we're, we're trying as soon as we've got some bandwidth, try to add some more options into the private, you know, certainly the premium private match window. So, you know, for instance, Intersphere versus Clans. Well, it's going to be a w little while till Community Warfare later this year. But in the meantime, it'd be really nice for do IS versus Clans. At the moment, you can certainly do that. As soon as June 17th happens, you'll just have to sort of manage the two sides manually. Um, but we'd like to put in more options where you can say, you know, IS versus Clan options so that it kind of forces the two teams to behave in that manner. So anyhow, we're going to work at trying, you know, a lot of feedback for the Spectate tool and things like that. Um, we'd like to put more options into the, the private match windows to support more options of tournaments, 2v2, 4v4. Obviously, you can do that, um, uh, IS versus Intersphere. And I think the biggest thing is just saying, okay, what's our format for supporting and providing prizes for you know, your community-run uh, tournaments? Yeah, I think uh, that would be welcome, especially from a lot of the community leagues. I mean, um, <laughs> I can't speak for them directly, but any support, and especially Nico's, uh, heck, Nico was playing last night with uh, Tyler and, and getting involved, and we're seeing him a lot uh, in the in the um, you know community in general, interacting, seeing what they're wanting. Um, I think even uh, getting uh, some of the commentators like Raffle uh, spectate access for uh, tournaments and, and some of the league matches going on. So that's actually happening behind the scenes right now. So anyways, I think it's great. And I know one thing we're going to do is on the next tournament, whenever it is, um, uh, Hefe did that uh, sort of like March, Magna uh, March Madness bracket uh, sort of thing. I want to do that, but I think NG. Anyways, Darren, I'm sort of springing this on you. We're gonna we're gonna do something like that where we give away like MC packages, like 3,000 MC. Anyways, oh, I think that'd be I awesome. Giving stuff away. I know, right? You know. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to our regular discussion topics. Thank you again, Russ, for you know coming out here and you know dropping that on us. And if you want to stick around and you know just be a part of the the discussion or you know listen, feel free to do so. Cool. I'm gonna hang out here for a bit. I may bail in a bit. There's a you know. Game on the Stanley Cup Finals is going to start up here. I don't have a particular investment in either team, but any excuse to go to the pub and uh, <laughs> eat some chicken wings and have a beverage, I'll, I'll take it. So I might drop out here in a bit, but proceed. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Russ. Awesome. So June 3rd patch just hit. Um, um, the first thing we're going to talk about is the arrow, um, but I've actually already coined this. It's not the arrow anymore. Nope, it's the Dapper Jack. That's B It's beef approved, the Dapper Jack. Uh, the arrow came out, the BJA... Um, it had six uh, machine gun and then three energy. I've seen a ton of these around. Uh, you can pretty much do the BJ1 setup with a 30% bonus. You can do six machine guns. I've seen ER larges in machine guns. What are your guys' opinion? I mean, obviously, Tyler, you actually had some input on this. Uh, this was actually one of the, the builds that was submitted from player community feedback and actually passed this on to Russ, and this was the one they liked the most. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on it? Are you actually using it, enjoying it? Yeah, so far so good. It's definitely got a, a place, especially in uh, lighter decks. It excels against in uh, late game once things are already stripped open. You can really tear things down with the machine guns. It's been a lot of fun so far. So I'd say I picked one up the first day. I haven't really gotten around to playing with it a whole lot. I was hoping to get into it later on tonight a little bit more. But yeah, those machine guns are by far the greatest part of that battle mech. Uh, absolutely love it. What I like about it is the fact that you can do... Ba I mean, all the Blackjacks, Ballistic in the arms, except for the two with the energy, it allows you to pretty much do those builds you can on those if you wanted to, but with a 30% Seaball bonus. And I remember saying when the BAM was my favorite, oh my god, I wish there was a hero that could do this, just because I played it so much. So I know a lot of people felt that way, um, and obviously, you know, it can be countered. It's a short-range mech or whatever, but uh, I've been using it. Um, it's a little odd jumping into a Blackjack and a BJ1 setup, 
but you don't have the basics done yet. I found myself like hitting that 90 degree angle and then not being able to keep torso twisting. And that threw a few shots of mine off, uh, but uh, it's almost done being a uh, um, basic and elated. And uh, anyways, I, I like it. And now I will say this, Russ, I know you're listening. Whoever did the texture on that mech, I love it. I, I know some people are like, oh, I wish the whole thing or whatever. I love the metallic fleck in the paint job. It's very clean. Anyways, I love it. I don't... You would have liked the 70s. What I'm um, curious about, though, is with this mech in particular, is whether or not uh, we'll see any consistent builds without machine guns or without an AC-20. I want to see kind of where, you know, when the smoke clears, what other kinds of builds we're seeing out there. All right, so on patch day as well, we had auto cannons reduced to uh, max range to only two times brackets. Um, obviously, the UAC, all the ACs, the AC-20, all of them were affected. Um, I did notice today the AC-20, I took a few shots at that, you know, four, 500 meter, and I did notice the uh, the, the damage drop off there with that. Um, I've asked people what they thought about the AC-5s and UAC-5s, and pretty much what they said is they didn't really notice a difference in pug play. Um, there wasn't really huge long engagements. Um, Tyler, were you able to test this out? I mean, what are your thoughts on the, the changes to the ACs? And of course, this has to do with, you know, the current meta, and does that change anything? Yeah, so the AC5, 10, and 20 got the same treatment as the two did a few weeks ago. And so far, I've it's just the UAC5 and AC5s, it just kind of limits the, you know, long-range shots you can take with those autocannons. Used to chuck shots at people a thousand meters away. Don't do that anymore, really. Uh, but so far, I haven't had any super long-range engagements with those that weapon, but uh, it definitely will affect things that may make the Gauss slightly more prevalent because it still has its three-range brackets. Uh, the AC-10 and 20, though, have taken a pretty significant hit. The, the 20 now uh, used to still be able to shoot it out to like 540 meters. That was the end of its second-range bracket, and it would do 10 damage, the same amount as the or it would do the same amount as the AC-10. But now it is strictly been confined to really a, a brawling role, or a very, very, almost point-blank kind of a role. So the AC-20 is down a little bit, the AC-10's down, but the, the AC-5 will still continue to be prevalent. Now, is that because the weight and the range and the damage potential, just because of all those three factors? It's because it's not as versatile as it used to be. It used to be able to still take those shots out at, at PPC ranges, that people like to engage from. So even I'm not saying even if you don't have the PPCs, if you're trying to fend off the people with the PPCs, you can't do that as well anymore. You can't just be chucking those AC-20s at people because they do now zero damage at 540 meters, which is where PPCs are engaging you from with their full damage. So it hurts hurts mechs that aren't ready for long-range engagements a little bit, but it's still a great weapon under 270. And to, you know, throw this out there, if someone's listening and they they didn't realize how the mechanics for range works on auto autocannons before, there was three brackets. Uh, you know, you had your effective range, like, for instance, on the, the AC-20, which was 270 meters, which meant zero to up that range. You did max damage, right? The 20, the, the big hit. And then it started to taper off in the second range bracket, which was up to 540 meters. Uh, but like uh, Tyler said, you could still do 10 damage at max, you know, that that 540-ish range, you'd still do 10 damage. And then it would taper off at the, the third bracket. Well, no, you don't have that anymore. So uh, again, it sort of not shoehorns those into that particular you know range, but definitely brings them down. And I've noticed, like I said, I, I took shots today, just sort of uh, testing um, uh, to, to see if I noticed. And I did notice they see uh, 20 damage at four to 500 meters. Um, and so now I'm pretty much going to relegate myself to 270 to like 350 meters max shooting with my AC-20 to get the full potential out of them. All right, next big, uh, you know, topic is strikes. Um, obviously, this was something that uh, we asked Paul in the vlog, and, and Paul, you know, basically said, you know, uh, they were looking into it. They reduced the overall damage from 40 down to 35, but then they increased the area of effect. Um, they give it 15 meters, and I think that's what a... 40% increase or something to that effect and then airstrike shell spacing increased 20% as well was this what the, you know you guys were expecting um, out there or because I've, I've heard two different opinions I've heard um, that if you're trying to drop a strike on one individual um, it was sort of a nerf if you were trying to drop it on a group of people it was sort of a buff 
Is this true? I mean, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, Brandon, Tyler, have you been able to uh, do some testing, some science with these? The uh, the splash damage, it seems to have gone up a bit to counter the reduction in damage down uh, from 40 down to 35 per shell. And that makes it possible, if the RNG gods are against you, to be hit by more projectiles overall because of the splash damage increase. Now, that could lead you taking more damage, but it also spread could take you could take less damage so it's still a dice roll uh, but the nerf hasn't really been a nerf it's kind of just been a, a lateral movement I was yes. say, it's kind of just like spreading it out a little bit more um and it's basically exactly like jaeger said there's not a whole much of a difference that's noticeable unless the the random really hates you at that moment in time it seems like a pretty timid nerf um the, the thing that I'm going to take out of it is that at least they're looking at it and at least they're willing to change it. Now, like Tyler said, I agree, it's pretty much a lateral move, but at least it's something. So what I'm hoping for is that if the data and the experience where, you know, we do more tournaments, more whatever, or just the competitive players are vocal about it. Hey, this didn't change a thing. Everybody's still using them, uh, excessive, whatever. Then maybe we'll see some more change. Uh, at least they're looking at it. Well, I mean, everybody I've talked to that in, in in the tournament or in a in a, a league or something i mean there's leagues that are even taking air arding airstrikes out because of the rng headshot factor tyler you even said they are useful for breaking up uh, you know basically turtles or breaking up a formation if they're you know and that they are useful for that but what I've heard consistently across the board from a lot of people is that they just don't like the RNG getting taken out by a headshot and boom, now you're down an assault mech or a light just because someone dropped an RE airstrike. So was the change, the change seems to be okay, but the RNG factor to the headshots is still in there. So is that what needs to happen? Is that taken out and would everyone be happy with it? I mean, you're still going to get RD and airstrike. I mean, yeah, although it's not realistic, some kind of resistance to artillery and air would be nice for just the head hitbox location because all mechs are capped out at 18 maximum armor and then 15 internals. So 33 damage to your head kills you. Uh, that's every mech, so <laughs> that gives you about as much resistance as if you're being struck in a locust, for instance. The locust, your head won't fare much better than the locust will. Uh, so it's difficult to lose a mech like that. It is pretty random. I mean, there's a little bit of skill involved in placing the strikes exactly where you want them, but the as far as hitting someone in the head and taking out a mech with a 40,000 C-bill consumable, that's game-changing and sometimes game-breaking. Darren, I asked you about this, uh, and you basically said, well, that's, that's, that's war. You know, there's randomness that happens and occurs. I mean... My viewpoint isn't popular, probably. However, I do think that they do too much damage currently. Um, I don't have a problem with the random aspect, and I totally understand the competitive side not agreeing with me. And I, I, I'm fine with anybody not agreeing with me, but I like the randomness of war. I mean, it's just more immersive to me. It's more realistic. But, you know, some people do, some people don't. All right, so if you were, you know, Brennan, Tyler, if you were to look at the, the strike change you like or don't like uh i'm not against the newest changes or anything like that like i'm kind of just middle ground it's just kind of met to me i would have liked them done a little bit more like toned down just a little bit more but i mean as it sits right now it's just kind of a meh so i mean not a like like not a don't like or meh i'm gonna go for the third option make it complicated (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm kind of in the same boat it's i it still needs more testing but it seems like you get hit a little bit more so you're receiving a little bit more splash damage which in turn can hurt your head a little bit more so i'm also going to be in the the meh boat with catra all right so we've we've said it it's meh all right srms um i actually used srms yesterday they upped the damage of all srms uh, 0.15 across the board and then they increased the uh the or decreased the spread of srm twos fours and fives I took SRM-4s, SRM-6s, and 2s yesterday, and I was actually doing damage. And sometimes, especially on a heavy or a medium or assault back, if they weren't paying attention, I mean, literally just wrecking them. Is this because 
maybe you know the hit detection issues or what we presume to be hit detection issues was because the spread of the SRMs. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is if they're not 100% reliable because the spread was too much doing this, maybe it just resolved itself. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what are your guys' findings using them? I mean, I like I said, I dropped yesterday in a trebuchet using them, and then I dropped in a few other mechs using them, and I was pulling four, five, six hundred damage. I think we're still going to have to wait on the, the Buckton fix, because we've all done it. You shoot, you know, three SRM6s with the Artemis into an Atlas's center torso, and literally every missile hits, and, you know, the paper doll doesn't even flash on the enemy. We've all seen it. It's heartbreaking to see. But a damage increase is nice to see. The SRMs certainly aren't, like, doing overpowered right now. So this is a good change. The spread being uh, tighter is also a great change. So sure, when SRMs do hit, it feels good. You, you feel like you did a good amount of damage to the enemy. But it's still just that unreliability of it not registering the damage. Also, I'd like to put it out there that because if the Buckton fixes is you know effective as we all hope, we the may code see a, uses fix. Yeah, if it's that, then we may see a reversal on on these basically buffs. You know, I mean, it's a balance game, so I'm it. You know, I'm I'm really anxious to see the Buckton fix come in, see where it stands after that, and uh, I can't wait for the return full time of SRMs to the battlefield. I think it just makes it a totally different and better game. Well, I mean, since we saw them being really effective till now, you've, you know, the amount of mechs that have came out in the medium category that would benefit. I mean, even even the 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 Treb itself, you know, being a fifty, the Centurion, the Hunchback. Now you've got three, you know, fifty-five tonners uh, that all have SRM capability. Uh, two of which are primarily energy and missile. Not to mention you've got uh, heavies now and assaults and. I just feel like we've we've been missing out on the whole SRMs uh, and their usage um, all across the board. And so many people are ready to dive back in, but it'll be interesting because, again, a lot of people have said, you know, because of the lack of SRMs, the meta has sort of shifted. And because of the lack of, like, knowing what map you're going to get and stuff like that. And, and now we're starting to see, you know, autocannons, their, their range has been decreased, basically, their max effective range and, and their usage. So I think SRMs... Are potentially in that place to where we get the the, the bucked in fix they may be right back into the you know the mix of things but uh I, you know i'm not going to say the hunchback and centurion are going to be at their heyday because again when it comes down to it best mediums people you know gravitate towards the 55 tonners it's to be expected um but hopefully you know uh, we see some of those dust off their uh, cobwebs especially like the centurion 9 delta that can go really fast as well Speaking of weapon fixes that uh, have changed and have, I think, made a big impact, pulse lasers, the small small pulse, that a range increase, I haven't used them yet, but I have used the medium pulse, and that range increase, but specifically the heat reduction on them was a good thing. Um, I used them yesterday, I used them today, I'm really liking them. Um, I think if you can use them in the, you know, two three four groups groups of four max um it's pretty damn effective and lethal it's pretty funny i was watching some of the streamers yesterday i think you even were doing this too yeah you were doing it when we were doing the morning stream is look look how many i'm shooting right now and i'm not overheating it was people just kept showing how many they could shoot and not overheat so i think that that heat uh reduction was great and 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 definitely makes them more effective and more people having fun with them I mean, I was rolling around on Termaline shooting in a quick draw with six of them, trying to see how many times I could shut down, like, in mid-battle, and it only happened once, and Termaline's a freaking hot map. Now, uh, what do you guys think? Is is this enough incentive right now, still, to justify that extra ton and the extra heat? Is the range increase and the heat reduction enough to sway people all around, maybe all ELO, top, bottom, competitive scene, everything, to bring medium pulse? No, for a whole nother ton, you it needs to have even more. It probably needs to have its range increased slightly more, and maybe even the the heat brought down. Being literally twice as much weight is really tough to pass over just the single, you know, five damage medium laser. So you don't think the um, quick firing rate, as far as the the pinpoint being able to literally put your crosshairs on, pull the trigger, and it's over, dealt all your damage. I mean, 
there is that there is something to say about that that is really nice having right it's more what you're trying to do with the mech uh medium lasers are great on their own or as supplemental weapon systems at two tons you really have to build your mech around the the medium pulse lasers or at least really sacrifice something else in like medium and light mechs cases because you don't have the tonnage to then be carrying other weapons so uh the medium laser yeah great supplemental the medium pulse it's really gonna end up being the focus of your build or uh kind of a gimmicky side thing you know and and phil it may just be a simple like Obviously, the competitive players are always going to go for, first of all, they're going to be highly skilled, and they're going to go for what's, you know, the most efficient for their build. Totally makes sense to me that they're going to take medium lasers. They are, they, they're skilled enough to where they can keep the duration of that beam pretty much, for the most part, where they want it to be. So maybe pulse lasers, something that I'm glad it's being improved, but is more of for something that, for people that maybe have a little less skill. Now, Obviously, that doesn't apply to everybody. You are using them totally effectively. There's tons of super skilled people that will be using medium pulse lasers, I'm sure. But, you know, maybe that's the trade-off, is that they're just a little bit easier, so to speak. I mean, obviously, you don't want to buff them so much that they're always the go-to and you do anything to take them. But, I mean, in some aspects, they have to entice you enough to say, I'm going to dump two tons into this, but I'm getting possibly a little bit more in certain circumstances than a medium laser right i'm getting the shortened duration i'm getting slight increase rate of you know fire um damage potential and stuff like that but what are the trade-offs it's two tons shorter range but i mean that's pretty much it right and more heat sounds cooler yeah it does sound cooler i mean i guess that's that's it is uh the large pulse is used quite a bit out there i don't know about as far as high elo play but as far as uh i see large bolts out there people are using them but there's always a thin line of something being used and something being op um and what happens if you cross that or will medium pulse lasers ever be sort of like oh well i gotta pick or choose man this is really tough i i like the heat neutrality of the medium lasers or i mean that's like you see uh six medium laser jenners you know would you see them running around with six medium pulse i mean i highly doubt it i mean the weight you'd have to dump into that plus the heat it's not it's not effective it's not efficient you can't fire and do damage over and over and over again um or you'll overheat so i mean that's why some of these builds that's why i like the ember is used it's because it's great it's heat efficient um and it can deal out damage for those four mediums and then crit with the uh, machine guns all right so if there's one thing you guys uh have you tested out the small or small pulse are you guys even interested in those i mean is that one of those things where you're like meh Maybe when <laughs> SRMs are back in the picture and be brawling that close, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but as of right now, just kind of meh. I mean, for for the cost of two small lasers, I'd rather just take a medium. And I try not to get that close to people, you know, uh, small pulse laser range. Yeah, yeah. Their, range, their range is way too short. The, <laughs> the small laser could stand to have its range increased quite a bit, maybe up to like 150 or 180. It. It needs something. I mean, 9200, that's great that they've finally buffed it. I wish they would have done it a long time ago. But most most of your engagements aren't happening within 100 meters. They're happening quite a bit beyond that. And your damage, if you're doing, your three damage weapon starts to trail off in damage past 100 meters, you're barely doing anything. You need to be basically hugging people <laughs> by MechWare Online standards in order to be doing your full damage. So small and then small pulse are still dead to me. I could see 150 to 180 meters for them. And then that way it sort of plays with, you know, SRMs or if you have an, an AC-20 or something. What I what I see them being used for is, one, you need... You don't want to take just one. You don't probably even want to take two, maybe two uh, or more. You want to be able to boat large amounts of these. Well, that would mean you have to rely on other weapons, ballistics, or newer missiles. So I could see them possibly being used on, you know, like a heavy you know, missile and energy, you know, medium possibly, and then you can dump all those into, like, SRM-6s and 4s, just the weight-wise. I don't know. I, I just feel like a little bit of range, you know, maybe we'll see the, the, the what was it called, the lunchback come back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I could see somebody like a Rodian being very effective and annoying with them in a light or something like that, you know? He sneaks up behind you and unloads, but yeah, I mean, I'm not a light pilot, so they're just, uh, small lasers are never really in my 
I think 75% to 80% the range of a medium laser. I wouldn't say 50. I know someone was just talking about that in the chat. I wouldn't say 50 because that's you just sort of have to cross over there just a little bit. So I would say probably that 75% range of a medium. So you know you're at that 160, 180 uh, meters. Again, these are weapons that we don't really see ever. So uh, what can entice you to uh, bring them to the to the battlefield? All right, we also had a new trial max come out with the uh, patch. Um, we had the Shadowhawk, the uh, the 2H, the champion. And then we also had 12 new um, trial max come out. And I thought this was actually a really good move. Um, more trial max. There's there's nothing bad with that. Um, well, to, to, to clarify, it's not 12 new max trial max that came out. And we now, you now have yes. 12 max available to you. Yes, sorry, is, I apologize. You now have significant. access to 12 yes. heroes. Yeah. Or not yeah. mix, trial mix. <laughs> let's let's all get it right. Let, let me let me clarify. There are now twelve to choose from instead of just four. Let me twelve to yep. choose of what? Yeah. Max trial mix. <laughs> the giant stompy robot thingies. Uh, no, and I think this is a good thing. If someone's coming into this game, and I, you know, obviously this is something we can reach out and talk to Nico as well about, is having trial mix that would benefit the person coming into, you know, MWO, you know, throwing them into um, stock max is always a, is a difficult thing, right? You don't want to throw them into a stock centurion and they're getting put up against, you know, um, minimax builds or just people that have been playing for a few weeks or months. You just don't want to do that. You want to put them at least on level, you know, playing ground. And I think that's where trials, at least for the most part, there are, there have been some trial mechs that I didn't agree with like the XL stalker, but uh, yeah, there, I think this is good. I think uh, more options, the better. All right. Uh, next topic we have is track IR. This is actually something I have not used. Um, I think we're starting to see people ask questions about this, possibly even footage coming out here. Um, it apparently enables like full six degrees of freedom and track IR three, four, five. I have no idea what this means. It's, it's basically in our the notes. latest iterations of track IR three, four and five. It supports, um, and yeah, enables a full six degrees. Is this like Oculus support. Rift? Is this what we're it's talking four about? Four man's Oculus Rift. Well, not yeah. really four man's, but it, 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 uh, well, I mean, we, we all saw the example in the, in vlog number four. Um, I have talked to a, a couple people that have it and are using it. Um, I don't think it's game changing. It's not really game improving except for maybe immersion i don't know that people will like competitively i don't know if it's going to give you any sort of an edge or anything like that i think it's just a toy yeah like somebody just said in chat for people that are into the sim experience okay. and want that immersion so my does question the, is does the arm reticle move when you yes head? that's what i was wondering does it okay. does it move when your head moves is it like holding the control button left control okay no okay well that's okay. cool it may be a little disorienting, I guess, at first, but that's, that's for simulation. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Is if you move your head left, does that dual reticle move? And if it doesn't, that's good. And that that would they've made that separation. All right, cool. Um, so I don't know. I don't own one. I would love to try it, I guess. But imagine me playing on this stream, and here I have this funky headset on, looking at you guys. Yeah, just another thing I get to get made fun of. Yeah, that's that's all I need. I mean, do any of you guys plan on using one of these or trying it out? Or negative, not until Probably I build not. my. As soon as I build my Atlas cockpit uh, in my house, you know, which still has to go through the red tape of my wife, then maybe at that point. Uh, I don't think so. It may be cool for some people, but I imagine you have to. If you like, want to look right out of your cockpit, you turn your head right, but your eyes need to stay on the screen that was in front of you, right? And, and then it just gives you a view out the right cockpit window. That's how it yes. works, right? Yeah, yep. that, that, I don't think I could do that. I don't, I don't think it would add anything to my gameplay, but if that's cool for simulation, that's all to power to you. The only thing I know about like VR is up. I know the Oculus Rift. That's pretty much all my knowledge, and I've seen videos of uh, a few other games utilizing it. I don't know. I, I'd love to give it a try, but I don't really have any thoughts. I'm going to check out some videos, and if anybody has any videos, oh, it looks like there's a coffee, coffee HPG. Just, yeah, you just uh, linked one. I'll have to check out that but uh yeah anyways guys i just want to say thank you for coming out hopefully you enjoyed that information uh, russ was able to uh drop earlier and of course uh, we've got the next vlog video in production and that'll be coming out as soon as possible to give you guys some insights some teasers if you will to the clients coming out it is very soon literally 
13 days and the clans will be here. So, uh, anyways, I just want to say thank you again. If you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, please use our affiliate link. Um, it's on our website. Uh, it adds nothing to your cost, but it gives a small kickback to NGNG. I definitely appreciate that. And of course, we have the All Systems Nominal Centurion shirts. Those are arriving tomorrow, June 5th, at my doorstep. Uh, for those that pre ordered, I will be packaging your orders and shipping those out. And for those that ordered the Battlemaster shirts, um, they've already been shipped out to everyone who did the pre orders, and the current ones are in stock. So if you'd like to get a Battlemaster, um, I'm just looking over here. We've only got like one 3XL left, and the other ones have uh, at least four each. So if you want one, make sure to get one because they're already going pretty damn quick. I, I just got mine today. Oh, man, it is a sweet shirt. I love, you know, yeah, I understand people that want some of the old shirts back in the store again. But, man, some of these new ones are really cool. And I cannot wait to see the Centurion shirt uh, tomorrow. Also, I do do want to mention, hey, Corey Fro, uh, he asked what happened to the New Egg link. Uh, New Egg stopped working for us, so if we can ever um, make that work again, basically their affiliate program was all messed up. Uh, we will, and we'll include it again on the site. But for the time being, not going to happen. And there's a link for you guys in chat for the Battlemaster Grid shirts, and we do ship worldwide. Um, some of the shipping costs overseas. I know it sucks, but there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, but the also some nominal one. That's actually probably going to be my next fave shirt. I got myself oh, two yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be rocking them out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and anyways, a big thank you to our community, to our listeners, new and old, and, of course, our amazing staff and our sponsors. And if you want to become a sponsor, it's basically helping out NGNG support, like, this TeamSpeak 3 server um, and a few other, you know, things. All that information, if you go to our forums, there's that donations tab. It tells you what you're supporting. It also gives you guys, like, a you're able to upload your own avatar. You have your own sections. I need to do another giveaway soon for the sponsors. Yes, I've been slack. Can. I know. Sorry. Keep pestering me about it. I'll do it. Um, anyways, I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm If I don't see you guys next week, it's probably because I'm dead. Because uh, I'm having my bachelor party this weekend. So uh, shit's going to get real. So if you're listening to this and I never show up again, it was fun and it was a pleasure. No, anyways, Pictures I will see you guys. or it didn't happen. No, man. When I, I've, it's I've like read the, the camera at the end of uh, whatever that fucking movie is. Yeah, I was going to say, I've read the, the bylaws, the man code. You're not allowed to share pictures after the last day. <laughs> That's. Anyways, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. Signing off for tonight, this is not Phil. This is Darren. This is not Brandon. This is Tyler. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Or will there be? It'd be best if you avoid me But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with it Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever